Just start looking for him and we're probably gonna run right into him. What about the man with the tattoo? Yeah. Let's just stick together, okay? We'll go real quiet, maybe we'll hear him. Yeah, good idea. Screw it, let's go! Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Silver Emotion Podcast. My name uh, is Will. <laughs> Gonna forget that yeah, one. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Losing it. And uh, with me is Stephen again. Hello, everybody. And so uh, here we are today again, and we're going to talk about another anime series. Yeah, kind of a horror series. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I wasn't too sure going it because I like it's been so long since I saw it. I was like, I remember it being kind of horrorish. Yeah, um, like, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I can trust those memories. <laughs> so I was kind of like a little worried. Like, is this horror? Is it really properly horrorish? So you watched it. Do you think it's uh, horror enough? Um, I kind of felt that it was at least enough to. As much as anime ever tends to yeah. go there, and I would agree. I think I it's think enough. I think it's horror styled for sure. It yeah. definitely has this this dark, creepy atmosphere for and sure. The yeah, air of like what the fuck is happening and what's after me. There's a lot of that, and there's. And uh, I think when you get down to the story itself, it's not really horror, but at the same time, it's like what what is the definition of horror? And right, yeah, it's. it's I think. Or it can be anything, right? That sort of, you know. I think horror as a genre is a maybe a little different than other things because it's it's more about a style than about like yeah, like a sci-fi. It's like you've got to have some sci-fi, you know, you've got to have right, some right. technology or scientific something that is right. beyond uh, current technology. Yeah, and but horror, it's like. You could just as long as it's creepy and scary. Yeah, and as long as there's some kind of <clears throat> dark elements or whatever. Yeah, um, and, and that's kind of where I get hangups identifying horror is. Yeah, because I mean, we had the the thing conversation where it's like I really didn't see the jump scares as jump scares, and, right? And it's kind of like, well, that's because you have nerves of steel, though. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> So I, I get to this point where it's like, I mean, it's it's creepy, but does that make it horror? And like, I kind of have this because I don't have that jump scare reaction, I guess. Or yeah. This this emotional reaction of that the horror genre tries to uh, evoke from you, and it's like, I don't know, I just I don't f- feel that. So horror, I think, too, should have mm-hmm. some element of. I mean, it doesn't have to, mm-hmm. but some kind of. Uh, graphicness to its <laughs> violence whereas like like the the distinction between horror and thriller is like a thriller is basically you know some thing working on tension and you're 
you know, what the fuck is going to happen? These people are, you know, being hunted or whatever the fuck. Right. But it's not a horror because it's not so much like graphic or whatever. That's a horrible description of (laughs) thriller and horror, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) It works enough for me. Um and there was uh, in this anime. There's it's pretty graphic at times. There are some graphic elements that there's, uh, there's definitely yeah. some uh, exploding bodies and yeah. mutilated corpses and there w- there was that. There, there was yeah. some brain eating that was yeah that, that was a little disturbing. <laughs> I liked I liked the uh, when the kid was seeing spiders and he would eat the spiders. Yeah, I yeah. really liked that. <laughs> That was a good episode, I think. Yeah, I don't know what about that, but that's one of the things that really stayed with me. Right, right. It's kind of weird going back to this because I have such vague memories of it. Vague memories, but you've seen it before. Yeah. So it's like things would happen and be like, oh, yeah, (laughs) like like the spider eating. It (laughs) was kind of like, I kind of like, like when it first shows up, you don't know. It's like you don't know that he's going to just eat this weird bug right, thing. Right. It, like, he picks it up and looks at it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to eat it. <laughs> it's just like, it just, like, seemed so natural to me that he's eating these freakish bug <laughs> monsters. It's just like, and I just kind of realized, like, no, that shouldn't be normal. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, yeah, I, you know, I didn't even really consider that it was not normal. I just thought, yeah, this is, <laughs> he's fucking eating it. It's cool. But, yeah, that's that's totally not normal. <laughs> If I saw a big bug, you know, just walking by, I'm not going to just grab it and eat it. But that guy did. He, he did. He, he did. He had this idea that eating bugs was a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he did have kind of a purpose to go along with that. He, he did. Kind um, of a, a weird, demented purpose, perhaps. But <laughs> Yeah. Well, and, and that kind of goes for everything in, yeah. this, in this thing. Yeah. This, this series... The series itself is kind of uh, demented and weird. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we should say what it is. It is uh, a thing called Boogie Pop Phantom. I'm not mistaken. It's from the year 2000. Yeah, yeah, I think 2000, somewhere, somewhere right there. I'm pretty right, sure, it's right at the turn of the century. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So that's what it's called. It's it's as weird as the title. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's 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 a thing. <laughs> it's it's very disjointed, I would say. You could say that. Yes, um, it's very it's, dis- it's very hard to follow. Um I think I stumbled onto the key. I think it's episode 11, I think. Okay. It, it was just the title is Gravity's Rainbow. Yeah. And that's when I just kind of I'm like Gravity's Rainbow. Holy shit, that's like that's referencing something. God damn it, what is that referencing? So I just I I actually just immediately paused it because I'm uh-huh. like, God damn it, I know this is a thing that I do. And so Not I just a book? Yeah, so I just immediately jumped on Wikipedia. Like I I know this is referencing something. Yeah, what is it yeah. referencing? And it's it was some book, I guess from the the seventies, early seventies, okay. mid seventies, something like that. And Thomas Pynchon. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he's he's a, a weird sort of uh <laughs> Yeah, convoluted sort yeah, of Yeah, it kind of it kind of made me think like this whole thing is kind of like a a version of that of Gravity's Rainbow like it's this nothing is chronologically told it's yeah. it's all over the map it's jumping here there and everywhere narratively yeah. and it's kind of just trying to be like that novel was of just really weird and yet having this uh internal logic that yeah, you can thread through and for figure sure. out. I felt like like because I, I, I had a real hard time, <laughs> to like following things and who's who and whatever, and uh, and the the structure of the, the whole thing you know is kind of designed, kind of to do that. Right. But, I, but mm-hmm. as much as I had a hard time, I never felt. Like it was the series's fault. I felt like it was me. Like, well, if I watch this a bunch of times, I'm sure I could, like, figure it all out, put it all together. Like, I felt like I needed to keep notes and like write out a timeline right, right. and all this shit. It's, but I felt I, like it made sense. Like, I don't know if it made sense, but <laughs> it, it seemed like, it, does, like yeah. it would make sense if I pieced it all together. Yeah, yeah. And there's, I have to say, what. And this, having seen this a couple times before, well, distantly in the past, yeah, I I, I kind of remember it being hard to understand, and like in my previous watchings, just being like, well, that was weird as shit, and yeah, yeah. kind of just putting it away, and like, okay, and I think I kind of got a general grasp of it. But I think yeah, I, I was wondering if you because you'd seen it before, and like, I think I got a better grasp of it this time. Yeah, um, or maybe it's just that I don't remember having a grasp on it before, and now I'm. <laughs> Maybe. It, but well, I know that... Who knows with memory. I had a hard time, and then I tried to, like... I tried to keep things straight in my brain. Mm-hmm. Which is not an easy task. <laughs> um, just in general? And- just in general, <laughs> uh, normally, but, but and then- with this thing specifically. So I, I went on the internet, and I was kind of trying to, like, see a more clear, like, okay this character and this character and just sort of get my bearings and then that <laughs> led me down this uh, other thing where it's like okay this character i remember that name who was this again and i started reading this thing and it's just like what <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> just made it even more confusing did i like totally miss like a lot of that what the fuck and then apparently this is one of many of these bookie pop things 
And apparently there's some sort of chronology that goes through all of them. And the, the anime series is like yeah, after it, a bunch of other shit has already happened. Yeah, I was getting this feeling this time through that this is a sequel to something I've not seen yeah. the original story of. Because there's a lot of stuff when I was figuring out the timeline in my head. I'm like, okay, I don't actually know what's going on here. And I don't think the anime ever told me what was going on here. Yeah. And I, I, it's like there's stuff that's happened before that you're just not getting. Yeah, and I don't think that it's like you have to know whatever happened before because the things that I read <laughs> seem completely like like not of the anime at all, even though you could connect them. Right, and, it, and it's it's based on a series of novels yeah, by, I saw uh, that. some guy, and so I don't. I and I had just kind of been assuming that this must have been one of the later novels that yeah. it was adapting. Well, I know that there's there's another movie. There's a, there's an actual like a live action oh, yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. and yeah. that is something that comes before this chronologically. Yeah, I have not seen that one. Maybe I should track that down at some point. Yeah, I don't know how available it is. I didn't look into. Yeah, it, I remember but... seeing it at some point and being like, "Oh, there's a movie of this." I yeah, should, and then just. But clearly, I forgot until you just reminded me now. I'm like, oh yeah, I do remember hearing about that. So that is something I should probably check out. But. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it maybe it will shed some light. Um, whether you want light shown on it or not, I don't know. But yeah, and I think I have a good grasp of what happens in the anime itself. Okay, sort of. And uh, but this, I mean, the series is so convoluted and weird and mysterious that it's kind of like any explanation is kind of a spoiler of what the series is about you know but. yeah yeah if you were just to like lay it out and it's just then like, that would kind of ruin the the, ru- the purpose of the yes of um, the series but <clears throat> the, the way it was structured with each episode is based around a specific character Right. And then throughout those episodes, you will see other events of other episodes or other characters come in. Right. And then you get a new perspective of that. Right. It's and it kind of feels like like a timestamp almost. Like you get this little moment that is from a different episode, and you go, "Oh, I remember that. That means this is taking place right at this moment." Yeah. And if you wanted to thoroughly go through with your timeline you yeah. could definitely place all of these things in their proper order right and line it up chron- chronologically my problem was that the stuff would come up and i'd be like hey that happened in that one episode i guess i don't know but i don't remember who this guy is like <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> what else did that guy do and so i was just like I'm never going to understand this. <laughs> and that's when I started looking into, like, okay, do they have a, just a basic synopsis of the episode so I can kind of remember what I just watched and then move on to the next thing? And that's when I found, like, characters' synopsises of their whole journey through the series. And then, like, the stuff from Boogie Pop Phantom is, like, the last two sentences or something <laughs> and so then i read the beginning and i'm just like whoa i don't <laughs> this is completely unrelated and if 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 they talk about this in the anime man i don't <laughs> i must have been fucking zoned out because <laughs> i mean 
I don't know that I want to spoil anything because if you're going to watch this other stuff, but there was some shit that just like, I, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and at the same time, there's a lot of the characters past that you get in flashbacks yeah. going back to like their childhood and stuff. So I don't know. It's kind of, it's a weird, it's a weird series. It's definitely meant to be confusing. For and, sure. For sure. And, and it's, and like I said, it's, it's. It's designed to be that way, but it's also like designed for repeat viewings and yeah, you know, yeah. like the the people who are hardcore about this, I bet are like super fucking hardcore about this. Yeah, they they probably love every little yeah. aspect of it and get into all the little tiny details and yeah, cross references and stuff. And it's 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 a lot of fun. I get and you know, I think this is there's. On the last disc, there's like a producer uh, message or note or whatever. It's, okay. It's somewhere in like the bonus features is this like three or four page little okay. essay or whatever he wrote on. And it's for the American producer who was like, oh, we found this anime and we're doing it. Oh, He's okay. talking about it. And I, he kind of mentions in there that it is that it's kind of a divisive thing that like people like some people like and some people don't some people think it's just simplistic and oh it's just it's all style and no substance and then there's other people who look beyond that and piece it together and find more to it and that yeah i don't know that (laughs) no substance is i mean it's definitely not simple (laughs) yeah and and i'm like thinking i'm like and this is like as the freaking dvds are coming out so does he really know what the reactions of the public are going to be yeah well maybe i mean it's the last disc so the others would have come out first and there would have been some initial reaction at least yeah and the japanese reaction maybe this guy is like yeah maybe got his fingers on the pulse you know yeah maybe he was paying attention (laughs) to that too so yeah but it's it's definitely i definitely enjoyed this more this time yeah when i watched it before because the earlier times it was just like oh yeah that was interesting i don't know what the hell was going on but I mean, it was weird it was it was all right and i just like threw it on the shelf and and never really touched it again and, and now i watch it i'm like no i really like this. this is actually really cool and yeah it's definitely unique i mean i don't know that i've seen anything specifically like this yeah i mean there's it's definitely not anime there's a few anime i can kind of like compare it to but nothing really matches up to it like yeah um Shiki kind of has this disjointed narrative to it where it's like it jumps back and forth between characters and time periods but it's nowhere near the extent that Boogie Pop does and that I mean that's more still more linear than this right right it's like like, but that's kind of like the closest thing I can think of in terms of narrative structure of, of focusing on a character in this episode and a different character in another episode and and jumping through time so that you go back and yeah this is what they were doing and it it has a little bit of that but it's it's nowhere near as intricately woven as boogie pop does um there were some other weird ones i was thinking of that are kind of i mean serial experiments lane kind of has this off-putting feel to it similar in uh, similar vibe (laughs) okay to it but um again not really quite the same like it's it's definitely unique. It's definitely its own thing. But, yeah. I mean, there, there's a few little series that I can say that an aspect of it resembles Boogie Pop, but definitely not like 
it has the same thing right, that Boogie right. Bop does. It's well, that's cool. I applaud that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's it's definitely a very like bizarre and and but well thought out and planned and meticulous. Yeah, it definitely it doesn't seem story. like they just threw it together. Like no, I'm they, saying, like I didn't get it, but I I feel like if I really got down on it, I could get it. Yeah, I mean, it kind of. It kind of goes. It seems to have like three primary like moments in time okay. that it's concerned with the the pillar of light thing, right? And that's always the one month ago. Whenever they show that, there's little captions that says one month ago. So there's oh, okay. I, I so there's kind of this. So there's the present time. If you can consider a present time and a narrative this yeah. chronologically <laughs> inconsistent, but so when all the stuff is happening yeah the the there's the current kind of yeah yeah the the quote-unquote current time that the the series takes place and then there's the one month prior which is the pillar of light yeah and then there's the five years prior which is when all the serial killings were going on yeah so there's these kind of these three points that it keeps referencing in time and it's it does so very confusingly, but and and it's that five years ago that I keep thinking is like some prior story, that this, oh, the yeah. serial killing stuff is never really gone into. That would make sense, yeah, that would, yeah. And and that that's where I really feel like it's a sequel to yeah this serial killer story that because it never really explains how that ended. Or what was going on, or who the killer was. Right, I don't remember getting any information about that. It's just kind of like, well, there was a serial killer, and now there's not. It it happened five years ago, it's over, and it's just the trauma of that event has carried over. Yeah, well, the manticore, is that the serial killer guy? I'm not entirely sure. Because it's like... I, I don't I'm, know. I'm a little uncertain on that. I kind of, in some ways, I think that it was the Manticore, and in other ways, I think it wasn't the Manticore, and that the Manticore is just something else that's going on. Yeah. At, like, either yeah, simultaneously. Because the serial killings, like, stop, but the Manticore is still around and doing things during that time. Yeah. As far as I can tell. During the current time? Um, More like the the... Well, the pillar of light, the one month ago, yeah, is apparently this big showdown, and that too, that might be like a prequel to this because okay. they never really go into that either. Yeah, I don't. Remember they a do showdown. show it though, for, they but they show it for show like it. five seconds. It's like, and it's almost like a still shot of like this battle happened, and who, and that was basically a big fight between apparently the Manticore and Boogie Pop, and okay. I think Nagi was there. Is that the girl like in the she's the biker chick or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the biker girl was there. Yeah, there was a few characters that <laughs> looked and, different, and I was like, okay, I can kind of. And then there's um, the the high school kid, the guy who the Manticore looks like yeah. in the in the present time, and I guess he was there, and there was this big fight between them, and that caused this pillar of light, and it changed all this crap, and so for the past month. Uh, the Manticore has looked like this kid that was there. It like took over his body or yeah. at least his appearance. And well, they said something about that girl with the butterflies, and she like she did something. She did something yeah. to bring him back or something. 
they yeah, say that like right at towards the end of the series and oh, I, I was just I, like okay yeah it's kind of like there's so that's a, when i was thinking like serial killers were happened it happened it stopped and then they say something about bringing the manticore back and i was just like okay well and that's kind is of is that the killer yeah i, I mean that's one of those kind of questions where you could say like it but then i'm like so where was the manticore during this whole five years? Yeah, right. That's like what where, doesn't make sense. So yeah. maybe she brought it back one month ago. Yeah. And then it fought Boogie Pop. Maybe, and yeah, then, yeah. So, and that's where it's kind of like it's hard to tell what exactly is going on. Right. And then you've got the little Pied Piper kid. Yeah, he's he is... Probably that one month ago is when he was even created, I think. Yeah, there was something where he was created and then he started, he starts like bringing the kids together. Right. Who, right. who have like these regrets. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, every episode is about them. Right. And, and you've got, then there's this weird distinction between Boogie Pop and Boogie Pop Phantom, who are two right. separate characters. And like, I didn't get that. <laughs> At all, I was just like, okay, I that don't was, know. That was definitely a weird. I think that was my big mystery in the in my first watchings. Yeah, that was the thing that was like, I figured that out, and I was like, yes, I figured that out. We're done with this series now. I figured out the distinction between those two characters. Well, did they show but the two di- as different, unique the, people? Kind of yes and no. Like <laughs> I'd, I'd, they are different, but it's sort of. It's like that Star Trek episode, like in the Next Generation, when they they like when Riker like beams down to the planet and they like beam him back, but they can't get him, so they send a second beam, and so it duplicates him. Yeah, and so now there's the there's the Riker that they got back, and then there's the Riker who's stuck on the planet for however long. It's kind of like that. She wound up duplicated. Okay, and so now there's two of her wandering around, each doing their own thing, but they're they are kind of the same person, the same the same goal, the same objective. But she kind of got duplicated. So there's this clone, I guess, of her that's kind of wandering around and kind of doing its own thing. And it it knows that it's this artificial fake version of itself. So it kind of it knows that what's going on is not. Huh. Uh, that it's not a normal version of itself. And but it's so it it gets like I didn't get any of that. Huh. Um, there's the episode that really focuses on the biker chick. Yeah. And she sees it, that the Boogie Pop Phantom. And there is actually a moment in that episode where they encounter each other. And it's just, she just flat out explains the whole thing to Nagi. Oh, man. And she's just like, no, this is what happened. And Nagi's like, the fuck? <laughs> and she's like, this is exactly what happened. This is where I came from. This is what I am. Oh, wow. Bam. And she just very straightforwardly explains it. But it's such a weird situation in the first place. Yeah, no matter yeah. how straightforward you are with it, it seems really weird and convoluted. And yeah, man. <laughs> there, I guess the episodes to get an explanation of what is going on is, um, I think it's the fifth episode, where the police officers are just chilling. Yeah. And the, and the one guy's just, and he's like, oh, haven't we had this conversation before? And just, yeah, and it kept like repeating. Yeah, that episode is... When, whenever that the the possessed police officer, I guess, yeah, but, yeah. he's basically just giving you a very straightforward explanation of what is going on in the world. Well, there, there's, there's, that's the thing. I think it, that's the must be the episode where they they bring up the concept of like there's humans and then there's like the next evolution of humans. Right, right. This is kind of. This is one of several anime that kind of is like the X-Men, where yeah. it's like there's people evolving, 
they have superpowers. They're going to be what humans evolve into in the yeah. future. It's just they're the first of this new uh, step towards humans becoming a new species, right? Or whatever we do. De- become over the course of evolution and yeah. they have these superpowers so it's it's a lot like the x-men and it's taking this concept in a very different direction than x-men takes well, yeah it. yeah totally and but then there was the drug thing there was like the, the drug, drug and I was, so i didn't know well is the drug given to these kids at some point and then they became x-men <laughs> for lack of a better term um some of them it is some of them it is and i i guess now it's just kind of like diving headlong into spoiler territory for yeah. anyone listening like but um from what i can tell um that's part of the 5 years ago is that there was this guy who was a part of the secret organization yeah so basically there's the people who are evolving and then there's this secret organization that wants to stop this Okay. It's it's this organization dedicated to the status quo. They don't want the world to change. They're just they're locking down the world and they and anything that's deviating is getting wiped out. Okay. And they're this whatever black ops Yeah. Make America na- great again. Yeah, kind of nineteen eighty four we're going to control everything kind of yeah. society. And so there's this detective guy and he's a part of this organization. And there's there's a scene where the biker chick in five years ago is like in the hospital because she was in the, this hospital for a while and she's talking to that detective and yeah. she's she likes him and they're having and and he's like oh yeah I'm part of this I'm, I'm like this detective I'm supposed to be doing good but there's all these rules and I can't do the things that I think are going to help the world and she's like oh well just do it you can just yeah, yeah. break the rules do whatever you know do what's right and so he takes that to heart and apparently that's when he betrays the organization. And he takes the drug and runs away with it. And what he does is he actually gives it to Nagi. Okay. Because she apparently is one of the kids that's evolving. Okay. But the drug stops her from evolving. Because she was in the hospital with these pains, and that was like the the powers she was developing, whatever they were, were hurting her and was possibly going to, like, deform her or whatever. Like, there was something wrong with it. So he... You know, he takes this drug that stops it in her and makes her a normal person again. And But he did that against the rules or whatever. So they track him down and they kill him. And there's this scene where he drops the, the drug onto the floor because he, the doctor comes in. And he's like, oh, crap. And he just, you know, he just runs yeah, yeah. and he drops it on the floor. And that's the drug that got stolen. And so the doctor picks it up and goes, huh, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> but it cures Nagi. And I think that doctor is the manticore. Oh, okay. The female doctor that she keeps popping up over and over again, like giving weird medicines to people and being like this weird, sexy, That's like, true. yeah, yeah. And, and there's just something off about her. And you're like, she seems like a villain. Like, it's just, she just seems like a villain. Like, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't have any evidence for this, but it's just, <laughs> she seems evil. I don't know why. And I think huh. what it is, is she takes this drug and I like manipulates it or, does something to it so that it makes people evolve. Okay. And because I guess we, she's the manticore and she, I guess she wants to kill people that are this, these evolving kids. She want, I don't quite understand that. I think that's like, she has to eat these evolving people. So that's her food. Her, her, <laughs> she's the, she is the horror monster of the series. I yeah. guess the manticore is this horror monster that, that is the thing chasing people around and killing them. 
And so that's where it gets into the point where it's like, is the Manticore the serial killer? Is yeah, the Manticore see, something know. else right. different from that? Because I kind of have this feeling that, because all of the stuff with that doctor is the, is five years ago. Okay. At least I'm pretty sure it is. Because I mean, I'd have to go back and like check every single scene and like when right. it's happened. Because it's always a flashback. Yeah. And I think it's always like a five years ago flashback, where um, the serial killer stopped. So it's like, is this why the serial killer? And so a part of me wants to think, okay, the Manticore was the serial killer, and then it got a hold of this drug and said, oh, I don't need to just go hunting people in the park at night. Yeah, okay. I can do this more subtly now that I have this new tool. And so the serial killing stop not because she was stopped, but because she just developed a more subtle method of acquiring okay. her prey. That makes sense. And Or maybe it's something else entirely. I mean, it's like right, that's right. like where I'm just kind of guessing at what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think maybe that's what's happening. And just, or maybe, maybe the Manticore was destroyed, or maybe the Manticore wasn't the serial killer and the serial killer was stopped. Maybe the detective guy was the serial killer and he gets killed by from betraying the organization and now he's not out there being the serial killer. Yeah. I mean, there, there's so much that is just kind of like, and really where I'm like, this has to be like a sequel to another story that did explain all of this. Right, right. And that's also apparently the point at which Boogie Pop was born, which is where... Um, yeah so it's like all of this like it's like everything is like converging on this yeah. five years ago point and this one month ago point and because hmm. boogie pop like you can argue of it just being like because it, it's pretty clear that it's toka that who who is just like a superhero like she just puts on this cape and goes around and and acts like you know, she's this normal high school girl, but then she, like, puts on the cape and turns into this superhero that goes around uh -huh. doing whatever the goddamn hell she's doing. You don't even know for most of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the I don't know if it's the first time you see her, but but uh, there was a kid that was going to get killed, and she, like, yeah, she shoots, shoots out that, little, that like, like, fucking rope thing with yeah. the ball on the end. And I was like, oh, this is cool. All right. And then you don't really see that for like 10 episodes or whatever. Yeah, it's like the main time you see it is right, right. there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess this is not what I'm going to be seeing. <laughs> You're going to be seeing a lot of weird shit, that's for sure. Right. So, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I don't know what. Because Boogie Pop, the kids talk about it as like this urban legend right like it's thing. this this phantom thing it's it's yeah it's just this urban legend that's then, going around but it's a real thing at the same time right there. it's a real so like yeah it exists and then it saves this kid instead of like killing her and so then that's like against whatever the urban legend is so then it's just i don't know man i was just <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's 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 definitely really weird in, in... But maybe Boogie Pop Phantom saving mm -hmm. Boogie Pop <laughs> killing. Um, no? Not not quite. Because <laughs> then, I mean, then you get the other scene where it's like the kid who's eating the bugs and Boogie Pop shows up 
and like he's gone he disappears yeah he's, like, he's gone like no it's like that kid just disappeared i think boogie pop got him that's true and so you're like what is going on but does doesn't that kid come back later um or am i no i don't think so no okay I mean, there might be uh, there's other episodes with him but it's because it's so chronologically it's out of just, order yeah, that yeah. you see him again later on but he's not like he he's gone at that point. Oh, like, I know what it was. When when they get to when they have the the Pied Piper kid and he's got all the kids together, I didn't know. Like I couldn't tell who was who because they all kind of looked the same to me and like the colors were all muted, so everything right. you know, like I had no indicators of who was who, and so I thought, oh, he must be one of these kids. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's where I'm thinking and, he and, came back. There might be to that because the the Pied Piper kid is his own bizarre bundle of what the fuck. Yeah, but, yeah. Like so, with Boogie Pop and Boogie Pop Phantom, you have Toka is the real Boogie. She's just Boogie Pop, and Boogie Pop Phantom kind of takes on the face of the Doctor. Okay. So it's like that's when Nagi sees her is like, no, you're the Manticore, and then just because she she knows she was there, for, but. It's like no, just this weird explosion kind of. It, I, I it was like this weird psychic explosion that like left a footprint in the ether, I guess, of yeah. in the shape of the Manticore and of Boogie Pop. Man, it, it, that's kind of like I, it's like yeah, it's this weird thing. It's that whole like duplicating moment. Where, yeah. Okay. And it duplicates the Manticore as well. So the Manticore just died in that fight, but it left this duplicate of the Manticore in the same way that it duplicated Boogie Pops. So now there's two Boogie Pops, and this, and one of them is like, a, and she calls herself Boogie Pop Phantom because yeah. she is a phantom. She's just this non-physical entity. She's a ghost of Boogie Pop that's going around. And likewise, the Manticore is just a ghost of the Manticore that's wandering around. But how does that girl with the butterflies figure into that? Because then they say like she created. Yeah, that's that's another point where I'm not entirely clear on. But apparently, she was the girl with the butterflies was born five years ago as okay. a part of this whole five years ago. Everything is fucking oh. five years ago thing. Well, she and doesn't look five. Yeah, that's that's actually she evolves quicker. Or something. Yeah, that was one of the things they talk about is that she's <laughs> aging very quickly. Yeah, and because there's that little the photo of her with her grandma, and it's like. At five years old, and she's like this yeah, freaking like yeah, yeah, yeah. twelve year old, like standing next to her grandma, like as tall as her grandma. Well, so. that, yeah, she was the girl that that the the mom had her, and then like forgot because she right. her memories fucked up. Yeah, okay. and she kind of coming back. She was one of the. She was pregnant with the girl five years ago, and saw that doctor, and the doctor okay, gave, gave her this her drug stuff, that yeah. was. And I, I'm assuming that the drug kind of fucked with her brain yeah. and destroyed her memories, but also made her daughter evolve into this butterfly yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. And it was like this experiment to just create this uh, this girl. And, right. And then the grandma, of course, like thinks she's all possessed and is kind of hides her from the, the world yeah. because she's embarrassed by her and what all. What all that whole mess. Right, and, and then there was the thing where she... She can only like repeat things, right? And so like, you're talking about the pillar of light comes, and then Boogie Pop is splitting and mirrored, and so like she can only repeat things. And then you've got the kids who are like 
obsessing over these moments that they regret and like it, yeah. it, repeating them in their heads and stuff. So like I just yeah, there, I don't know how to bring that together, but yeah, there's and there's definitely some kind of theme in there, and I've been thinking of it <clears throat> kind of as regret of and and there's definitely a theme of change over uh, yeah. i guess if you're gonna say that it, this series is about one thing it's about change because like constantly through the series they they show a skyline of the city and there's construction going on and somebody will mention wow that the city is ch- really changing yeah yeah and there there's this constant mention of that there's thematically there's like all the characters are just having trouble uh, moving on from the past. Yeah. Like every single character has something that that has changed, and they ju- they are having trouble accepting it. Like you have the girl who grew up wanting to be a pianist, and she's yeah. learning how to. She's playing the piano all the time, and her parents are really encouraging her to tr- play the piano. And then the teacher is just like, "You're never going to be professional. That's, yeah, <laughs> abandon all your right, dreams. Yeah. Find something else. You're to not do. You're- good enough." <laughs> and it's just and, and just crushes her. Yeah. And, Every character kind of has that to them. Like there's the like the kid who was eating the bugs. He wanted to be this athlete, and then he gets this bone cancer that that the doctor treats. So okay, and so he goes. But now he you know, after the recovery, it's like I he he's he just can't be this professional athlete that he wanted to be. Right. And so his dreams are are gone. You have the girl from the first episode who was like she's in love with this guy from junior high, and then he vanishes, and and she doesn't know, and she right. can't move on with her life. But then he and, comes back as a different kid. Yeah, that's yeah, that's just or or there's just another kid that looks like him. I don't know. Um, that's just the Manticore. That's okay. the, that's the kid the Manticore took the appearance of. So the, All right. So the kid himself is dead. Yeah. See, like I kind of remember. And it's just, the manticore just has his face. Yeah. And that's where, I think, towards the end, they're saying that the butterfly girl, like, brought him back, or, like, put his his, uh, essence into that kid or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, butterfly girl. Yes. Her power is just that she she brings forth visions of the past. Okay. And so whenever she shows up and she just hurls butterflies at people, yeah, yeah. she's showing them some moment in the past. Okay. She basically allows you to look into the past. And I guess apparently in some situations or when she's really trying hard, she kind of creates a permanent recreation of the past. And I guess that's where this recreation of the manticore comes from of how she created the manticore okay. or made him or brought she, him back yeah okay. and it's it's not that she created him but that she just took this image from the past and, and made it, it real enough that it right okay continues to exist with light butterflies yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with glowing <laughs> butterflies yeah and the same with um the pied piper kid she yeah apparently she created that kid right right because right. that's another one of these regrets is the girl who you know she wants to be this writer she wants to write these little fairy tale yeah, stories yeah. and then it's like well you scored better in math you should right, you know, right. go in this direction we're going to send you to this school and you're not going to study literature and so she just goes and burns all of these old books that she's just and and i guess and that that's where the the pied piper kid was born is he's this character in her stories yeah that 
uh, is, I guess, the butterfly girl brings him to life somehow through this this power of recreating the past. He takes the she takes this past thing and gives it enough life that it becomes a thing of its own. Yeah, and and this is where it becomes the point of the one month ago event is is so important because okay. apparently all of this is going on because of this big battle that took place between Boogie Pop and the Manticore was apparently this, that pillar of light was this big explosion, whatever the, the end of their fight just had enough, like the explosion just had this side effect of causing these electromagnetic waves. And, the, and so something they're constantly looking at is, wow, that's a really weird looking rainbow is all these characters keep commenting okay, on the yeah. weird looking rainbow. And then somebody's all like, that's not a rainbow. And it's like, no, it's a, it's an Aurora. And you're like an Aurora in Japan. That seems a little weird, like, but yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't live in Japan. Maybe they have Auroras in Japan. Like I freaking <laughs> kind of thought that was more like Alaska, but oh, yeah, right, I think whatever. they'd have to be more North. And what it is, is, a side effect of that big pillar of light it's it, it unleashed enough electromagnetic energies yeah. into the atmosphere that it's caused this aurora and so basically for this next month there's this just residual energy in the okay. air that and it's this residual energy that these butterfly illusions are feeding off of so you have this okay. illusion of boogie pop the boogie pop phantom yeah yeah and so she exists solely within this little electromagnetic wave system that got put in place from this big explosion and pillar of light. And the manticore as well just exists within that and feeds off of that power. So as that power dwindles, they will eventually just burn out and fade away, which is what they talk about at some point and yeah. why why the phantom is all like, oh, I'm, I've only got enough power to... You know, to do this one more she finds the one kid and she's like you're wasting all this power for this stupid phone call like <laughs> like stop it i need that shit to live yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like so they have this kind of time limit attached to them that they're just these ghosts this this illusion or, okay. or hologram that exists only because this explosion left this uh lingering energy in the air yeah that makes sense and and that's why so the manticore in current time is you always see it as like this lightning bolt that goes around through the electrical wires oh, okay all, like whenever you see the little the electricity running through the wires all crackling everywhere that's the manticore traveling around it's figured out how to tap into wow. actual electrical systems and so badass yeah so it's so it's hiding it's like in that one girl's um ghost player machine <laughs> Yeah, so it's like so. There's that one girl who was like all loving the world, and yeah. like, and he hides in her little like disc man, her little CD player that right, she right. carries around with her. So he's like hiding out in that. So it's like he's always attached to some kind of either he has to either possess a person or be attached to some kind of electronic device. Yeah, and he's on the grid. Yeah, he's he's got to be on the grid, and so I think that's kind of why he because the very last episode is like a year later. Yeah, and it's a very and it's different. Like he's still thing, there, yeah. and it's like he found some way to escape, basically. And there's that whole mess going on. But yeah. in in the primary part part of the series, he's just kind of stuck in this to, uh, on these wired systems where it and so it kind of limits where he can go and what he can do mm. and he has to like find a person a willing person that will allow him to 
act through them. Okay. Which is why he needed the one girl who just was ready to die. Yeah. And just like, oh, fine, you can kill me. Like, and, or he needed the crazy girl who was like, I love everything in the world. And like, <laughs> oh, then he, okay, you, you'll help me out? Sure, great. And, like, and then she convinces the other girl. And, yeah, and yeah. that's how he kills her. Is because he like needs them to actually lower their defenses so he can get in. Okay. Otherwise, he's like just stuck in this electrical system, and huh. he's and so Boogie Pop Phantom is kind of similar to that, I guess, and that she's kind of stuck in this system that yeah she only has limited uh, things she can do, and I assume that's why she doesn't just go up and hang out with regular Boogie Pop all the time, but. Because they they finally meet each other in like one of the later episodes, and uh-huh. she's like, "Oh, we finally I get to just just tell you all this crap I've been trying, I've been <laughs> wanting to tell you this whole damn time of what I'm doing." Because, and I guess what she is doing. This was the big thing that I figured out years ago when I first watched it, and I was like, "I understand," like only understand like the the ten percent of it. But yeah, yeah. It was like is she was. She was taking the people, but she wasn't killing them. She was, like, cryogenically freezing them. Okay. And it was, like, the whole idea was, like, these are the special kids. They're going to be the future of what humanity evolves into. And there's this group that's trying to kill them. So I'm going to save them by just freezing them until the rest of humanity evolves up to them. And then unleash them, and they will be a part of a world that they will be naturally fitting into. Yeah. Rather than this world where they're the unique people who don't fit in anywhere and are just outliers and and messing with the order of the world they will instead be in a world that can accept them and find a a place for them so be frozen for a while (laughs) yeah i guess so 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 it seems like that's what she's doing and because there's like this weird point where they're, they're in the underground tunnel like the old abandoned subway line or whatever yeah and it's like you find like the spider webs all stuck up there and stuff. And that's where she was stowing these people. Okay. And so you see that weird cocoons of people there. And that, that's just the people she was saving from being murdered by just gluing okay. them up to this wall where they wouldn't be found. <laughs> Man. And so that's at the end where she like she finally meets the actual boogie pop and she's like, oh, by the, this is what I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> kind of thought you should know since you're kind of me and all yeah, like yeah. been trying to tell you this shit, but we haven't met yet. And it's just kind of so there's, it's it's a really yeah it's a really damn weird story. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> it's uh, it's and, a hard one to wrap your head around because normally a story would take like any one of those arcs and turn an entire series out of it maybe, yeah or an entire movie or so and this is just like got so many of these weird like lines of of people doing things and right i mean it, it makes sense that it's a part of a large series and it's part of one of the <laughs> last entries in a large yeah, series yeah. <laughs> because it's like it seems like all this stuff is built up and it's already working at this high level of intricacy. Right. And so just jumping into that, you're just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? And I'm not adverse to that. Like, I like when, when stuff does that. But I just... <laughs> it's hard to overcome it in this one, man. Yeah, it it, it is. It is for sure. It's so... I'd, I'd say that there are there are several episodes to... Rewatch to just and yeah, one would yeah. be that police officer episode. 
Um, another would be um, the one that focuses on Nagi. Okay, Because yeah, that's yeah. one that gives a lot of just explanation of what's going on. And um, uh, the Poom Poom episode, with yeah. the Pied Piper kid, that one would be... And there's one... I don't know if it was like before. I think it's. I think it's that episode eleven, the Gravity's Rainbow episode, yeah, yeah. the one where w- that focuses on the Butterfly Girl because she gives a lot of just straightforward explanation of what's going on as well. When, right. when you hear her interior monologue and and she's someone I still don't really understand. Like who forced her to not talk and how and why? And right. Yeah. The, no, she was very interesting to me. And that's why I keep, like, I mean, also because it was one of the last episodes, so yeah, it's more and, fresh, but, like... And she's also just so consistently present in, yeah, like, every episode. she is. She she's comes around a lot, yeah. Things. It seems like there's this massive thing. Like, it seems like everything should tie into her somehow. Right. For a long time, I kept thinking that she was creating the pillar of light. And then when it, like, I wasn't sure... That they actually and, ever said that she did? Yeah, I mean, for all I know, she did create the Pillar of Light. Yeah. All I know is that, because I, mean, I don't really remember them saying she created the Manticore, but I, mean, she, I know they said she created that Pied Piper kid. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, I, I'm not sure what's going So maybe she did create, maybe that's where that Pillar of Light came from, is that she was there trying to do something. And, well, they kept showing her, like, bringing all these butterflies together in this big, like, wave sort of thing. And then right. I kept thinking, like, okay, well, if she can do that, then next step, fucking pillar of light. <laughs> yeah, I, but and then maybe I don't think that they ever actually said that, so I no. don't know. And and so, I yeah, I mean, it's that's again something that feels like this is a sequel to something that has already happened right. in, in in a narrative sense, and that we need to need to get those novels and I don't, I don't even know if they're translated into english yeah i don't know but there is a movie there is so. the movie so that will probably give a different light on things yeah i'm sure it'll probably confuse more it, yeah it, it'll, it'll, than... it'll maybe raise more questions than <laughs> right, it answers right. but hey <laughs> ありきりっていうのはちょっとまずいんじゃないかな。ちょっとぐらいいいんじゃないかな。スーパー部長がそこまでおっしゃるなら。スーパースーパースーパー中杯サントリー。飲む。ネグゼナウシ。ネグゼ
already like this ghost that was trying to i had a general grasp of right. some of the basics so that that always helps going in and so the rest of it was kind of like filling in gaps and, yeah, and no, kind of piecing together more things than it so i definitely had some advantage on that yeah and I, that was kind of like initially i was going in like oh is this gonna be like a horror story I don't know. and then I'm, as i'm watching i'm like oh, god is will gonna know what the goddamn hell it happened at all in this series? i honestly i you know you you're telling me oh this happened and that happened and i'm just like i i mean i vaguely remember a few things that you're saying but the the piecing it all together really was just i had almost like no understanding right you know and it wasn't and, so much that it like it wasn't that I didn't like it or anything cuz it was it was I had a hard time looking at it. I will say that. I don't like how it, how it looked. The mm. the color scheme and with everything like blasted out so it's like all the people were kind of glowing. Mm-hmm. I had a hard time with that. I I mm. I I didn't like that at all. <laughs> so but other than that, I mean other than the visual thing, which I guess is a good portion of the <laughs> the experience, the experience. Yeah. but like yeah. i wouldn't say that i didn't like it i just uh, definitely yeah. was just trying to piece it together yeah i would i would actually say if you if you're gonna watch it for the first time i think the best way to look at it is as an anthology yeah that each episode stands on its own as just this story of and there's threads connecting it but i think you can watch it without trying to connect it and just take each individual yeah. character's story arc as its own thing as just a little tiny horror story yeah and, and a lot of those were fairly easy to sort of okay this is what's happening and then and then, right so i enjoyed that aspect of it yeah but i was always trying to like crack the walnut <laughs> and like what the fuck is going on here? yeah and it's kind of like this whole time we've kind of been talking of it in terms of its broader structure yeah. but there's also a smaller scale structure to each of these episodes yeah there's where, definitely a, a little every, story every episode is kind of its own self-contained little story of yeah somebody getting involved with something and it it kind of feels like an anthology of just little tiny horror yeah, stories it of definitely does the girl who can't get over her dead crush who comes back as a monster to kill her and then it's yeah. like or you got the guy the kid who sees all the bugs and it's like yeah know, it feels like it, it, i like that it's, one. it's kind of like a twilight zone kind of a series <laughs> kind of, in that yeah. sense if you, if you just take away the overarching yeah and there was uh, like the that girl and her brother <laughs> Yeah, and her brother is just like exploding people. Yeah, he's so sad. It's like he picks up the little kitten. He's like, "Look, I found. Some, look at this. This is gonna be awesome." And it's just like, "Ah, <laughs> poor <Yeah>. kitty." <laughs> so I really enjoyed that one, you know, <laughs> with the horror stuff. But yeah, the the whole thing just really did a number on my my brain. <laughs> yeah, I. I I think it did to me the first time I saw it, and it, I don't know how you couldn't like not yeah. understand it at first. And like you're saying, with the it's trying to be like the the Thomas Pynchon novel, where you know it's, right. it's purposefully like just uh, designed to be confusing. Yeah, in a so way it, it succeeded. Like, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So. There's also a lot of um, references to music and things in mm. that, like. Like, there's multiple references to Prince. Oh. <laughs> so the creators must be a big fan of Prince uh, uh, hey. because the 
Poom Poom <laughs> is a song of Prince's. <laughs> oh, really? From around the time that this was made. titles fucking i can't remember what it is now um uh it's like it's the one that has your with you are oh that one yeah that one was kind of weird i'm like what is that reference yeah, like, whatever that title of that episode was it's it's a print song oh okay Paisley Park that they the Poom Poom takes the kids to. Right. Paisley Park is Prince's house slash recording studio oh, okay. slash performance venue where he wanted to create this like ultimate place where where it was like good times were <laughs> happening. And oh. so he would always invite the people of Minneapolis with the town that he grew up in and, and continued to live in until he died. Um he would invite the, t- the regular people over to his house regularly to have concerts and events and things and just to sort of share the love and, and huh. sort of, uh, you know, have good times. Wow. And so they named the the place where they take these kids to sort of live in this good times right. zone of, you know, whatever, with their little balloons. Yeah. <laughs> they named it Paisley Park. So, um as a Prince fan, I was very intrigued yeah. by that, but I don't know, you know. Yeah, I I, I had no idea. I'm, I'm not familiar with Prince at all, so yeah, it's Prince just kinda, is fucking dope. I was like, so yeah, that that flew right over my head. So. And then there's there was another character, and I don't know that they name him in the name her or him or whatever in the series, but when I was reading stuff on the internet, there was somebody called Echoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, that's the girl with the butterflies. That okay, that's, that's her name. Yeah, okay. that's she is Echoes. Okay, well, on the internet they were saying like, well, that's that's a reference to the Pink Floyd song Echoes, mm. and and there were other things that were definitely like references to other music things that I don't remember right now, but the Prince things really stood out to me, mm-hmm. um, especially because they they weren't like the popular print stuff. They were the shit mm. that he was doing then, like late nineties huh, huh. when, when like only super fans were, were like, into right. It. Cause you didn't really hear much about him in the, but at that point, you know, yeah. in terms of just like as a public icon or anything. Right. Right. Other he than, was, Oh, he had changed his name to that weird symbol thing yeah. and then changed it back or something. Which when I was a kid, I thought, Oh, what what a weirdo, you know, he changed his name to a symbol. Like who does that? <laughs> but when I became a fan, I learned about the, the, the naming to the symbol and it's like, oh okay, that makes total sense. He was in a record contract under Prince. Oh, and, and they to... were fucking him over and they said, You gotta release these albums, we want them at this 
you know, we want these kind of hits, we want these kind of songs, and he's an artist, he wants to do whatever the fuck he wants, so he changed his name legally to this symbol, so now he is no longer contractually obligated <laughs> to fulfill that contract under the name Prince, and so now he's legally releasing albums outside of that under the love symbol, and then... um he it frees him up to do whatever the fuck he wants. And the first song on the the Love Symbol album where he debuted the symbol, the first song is called My Name is Prince. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's all about like like uh the freedom and, and so he was being controlled under his name and he's like, Fuck it, I'll change my name. I'm still the same person. And then mm. At some point, he went on, like, the contract ran out, and he was able to use Prince again, but it became an interchangeable thing where the symbol became, like, representative mm. of him, representative of the music. He had a guitar that was the symbol as the body. <laughs> and so it just became this thing, and uh, it was just this cool thing that he did. Like, fuck you. You're not going to control me and make me do these things contractually. I'm going to do my own thing. Huh. And so I gained a lot of respect for him from that. Yeah, and I'm I'm trying to think of that in terms of what they were saying in Boogie Pop and what they were. Yeah, I don't know that 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 specifically goes into Boogie Pop, but yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of thinking because one of the things because this series is all about kind of change. Yeah, and about this kind of kind of uh, duality to an extent of where you have the manticore and then you have its shadowy image you have boogie pop and then you have boogie pop phantom you have children and adults you have this this pivoting point where yeah it's all about these kids becoming adults and and so there's kind of two versions of them and in that regard the the poom poom the the pied piper kid is kind of this ultimate expression of that where he takes the child out of them yeah yeah and so now there literally is the child and the adult or at least teenager transitioning yeah yeah the the so you have these like these this duality between them so maybe maybe that whole prince thing fits into that where you have possible yeah the symbol and because yeah well with by Going with the symbol, he was definitely trying to leave the old prints behind where the record company just wants you to hammer out the same kind of shit. And he right. wants to move forward artistically and do other things. So, and, and he's definitely leaving an old version of prints behind. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, I mean, any and, artist, if yeah. they continue to evolve, like, anybody that uh, creates. 40 albums or whatever like right i just think of the people that i like like neil young and bob dylan and all these people have reinvented themselves mm-hmm. countless times over the years and at every change fans or money men or whatever have like upset uh, you know it, yeah you know. they've just like what the fuck what's going on you know it's like, <laughs> we, we don't want, want more of the same right right <laughs> and it's like well um, if if you're true to being an artist, you're you need to fucking you need to evolve. You're true to being a human, you know. Yeah, it's like as, what, um, I, don't, I don't remember what I said, but I remember saying human nature. <laughs> <laughs> you have to fucking evolve. Yeah, and and that is is if nothing else, reinforcing kind of the themes of boogie pop. Where yeah, again, where it's like and you're talking about evolution. It's like you have the 
the humans, and then you have this evolved humans right, these that what human is become. Or whatever. So the, everything in the series has that pivot of what it was and what it now is or is becoming and right. will, will be, and that you have to accept and acknowledge this new version of yourself, of the world, of other people, and and not be so glued to this old version that you can't leave it behind. Right. It drags you and holds you back. And Yeah, you gotta I mean you gotta keep moving or else and, you just you know Right, right. And it's kinda like it's it's like that one girl who the Manticore is manipulating the I love the world the whole world you're like she ultimately was not able to move on and accept the new order of things as yeah. much as she was trying to. And it's it that whole episode was very much about that of of talking about this Panaru character, whoever uh-huh. the heck Panaru actually was. Yeah, that, yeah, I, I remember that, but I don't I, remember the specifics of that. Yeah, it was like she was. They called her Panaru, and she's and it's like and it's like why do they call you Panaru? And it's like and then she sees this ghost of her old friend. Yeah, it was it's like, like she, and they like, call her Panaru, right. but that's not her ne- name either. Like. That, again, was like something that she called her friend because she talked about Panaru, but Panaru was someone that she had met and told her, but you never know who yeah, ultimately right, right. the the original of Panaru was. You just never actually see that. So maybe that was one of the, the prequel stories dealt with that, that more extensively. Yeah, that's possible. I, I just remember with that about thinking like she t- maybe not took on a full identity of this friend that you know, Panaru, but she, she like took on elements of that to sort of change artificially or whatever. Like, right. It was just a superficial, like it was, it was like she, she thought she was changing, but it was really just uh, not, she was still stuck in the past. Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't moving away into this new form. She was still stuck as being Panaru, this old, thing that was no longer there and she couldn't move away from it right even though it was like but at the same time it's so it was kind of like trying to illustrate this distinction of clinging to the past uh, as opposed to accepting what the world has become or accepting what the world has become would mean not being Panaru, not trying to embody everything that this past person was yeah well and you have to Mm. you have to come to your own realization of like what what uh change is doing to you not like you can't look at oh this is my friend and this is what she was doing so i'm gonna do that too right you have to do your own thing right you have to be your own person not take on someone else's identity and just be some some other person that you have to be yourself that's the whole like Mm -hmm. point of the who's album tommy i don't know if you listened to the whole album before but the whole point of that is that this kid who was uh abused as a as a child who he he shuts down his senses like willfully shuts down his senses mm. so he becomes is, deaf dumb and blind is that with um pinball wizard yeah, yeah yeah okay so like he he shuts down his senses but then when he plays pinball he he like locks in <laughs> like i don't know it's yeah the only reason there's pinball is because the the album producer liked pinball so pete townsend <laughs> was like all right we'll write a pinball song um but anyway pinball becomes his like path to enlightenment 
and like personal growth. And so through pinball, he deals with his abuse um, mentally and then becomes uh, enlightened and uh, can see he, he's no longer deaf, dumb and blind. He has emerged as a full human. And so mm -hmm. then all these people who are looking for enlightenment, this was written in the late sixties. So it's so, a hippie right, movement. Right. And so, right. so then they all start following Tommy and like, how did you do it? How did, wh what is going on? And then there's a whole song where he's like, okay, well, put the the fucking earplugs in and put the blinders on and put a cork in your mouth and play pinball because that's what worked for me. <laughs> and then they all get disillusioned and they're like, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> We're not getting anything out of this. You know, you, and then, it, you know, it's like, well, you got to, this is what worked for me. I don't know. Do your own thing. Figure your own life out, you know? Yeah. And uh, so, you know. Yeah, just, that, that, actually really does kind of uh, parallel that where right it's, it's like she's latching on to this philosophy this other girl had yeah. as this sole thing to keep her afloat when she needs to be finding her own life and it's and, an, that's another music thing so yeah it's possible another music thing that yeah. they were thinking about tommy i i don't there's no like direct references i don't think but yeah, I think you would have spotted direct references. Yeah, I to probably. That. I'm. I know you're, the Who you're, you're pretty the, well. The Who guy. So. Yeah, I know them pretty well. So I didn't spot anything specifically, but but definitely that. Yeah, thematically, there's a similarity there, at least. Yeah, yeah. Whether intentional or not. Right, right. I mean, it's a. It's not like Tommy's the only thing to ever talk about that, but right. <laughs> yeah. That's my touchstone for that type of thing. Right. But yeah. And it, Honestly, I think that might be my favorite episode of it. Was yeah, because I mean, on the one hand, not for just not for the philosophy of it per se, but just as in terms of its own singular story, uh -huh. and in it's just this weird, creepy thing where it's just like she's got this dead girl's ghost chilling with her, and she's just totally okay with it, and yeah, it's just it was it's, a weird one. It's so unsettling in a way, and then the ending is just like. <laughs> like oh god <laughs> like with the police off when she finds the police officer yeah, it's just yeah. like oh shit <laughs> and then nagi shows up looking for her and it's just like where is she? like fuck where is she <laughs> and it's just like and then just like walks past the police car without seeing it and there's just the freaking tangled broken yeah. limbs it's just like oh if if anything came close to uh like a horror story like really being effective on me it's that moment where she finds the police officer and yeah he's just like oh hi <laughs> like and then you, <laughs> just, just that perspective shot of the camera zooming away twisting yeah. and fading out while body parts are flying you're just like oh shit <laughs> just i just loved that scene yeah but yeah that's probably my favorite moment in a specific moment of the series is just uh -huh. that that scene there was just like oh it's, shit. yeah it's <laughs> like, that was that was just awesome <laughs> i thought that scene but so th there's there's definitely things to like in this so for sure definitely um i i i would recommend it if you're down to uh <laughs> try to figure some shit out <laughs> if, if, if you're up for some weird shit this is <laughs> yeah for sure this is one of the anime that is up there on the weird scale. Yeah, well, it's very unique in its own sort of thing, as we've, I think it's been pretty evident. We've talked about that. But, um, like, a lot of anime, to me, I don't watch a lot, 
but a lot of anime to me can feel kind of like oh it's this kind of anime or it's you know it's like right they're all unique and they all do their own things but like i don't there's a feeling that i get from anime that's just like oh this kind of feels like this thing or that thing mm-hmm. and like this one it felt like like this is this is its own thing right right <laughs> and so i really i liked that as much as i couldn't fucking make heads or tails of what the fuck was going on most of the time but right i enjoyed that yeah it's it's definitely unique that's for sure for sure um, just visually narratively stylistically yeah content wise yeah do you know any like did this these these do you know anything about the the, the guy who made it or um, no, or, no. Like, did they make other things or whatever? No, this is one that I came to blind when I first saw it. I was yeah. just like, "Oh, this looks interesting. I'll watch it." And was like, "Fuck, did I just see?" <laughs> right, <laughs> it was right. just, and I think at the time that would have been early two thousands. I wouldn't have been too like immediately thinking, "Oh, I can go on the internet and find yeah. information." Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it would have been there. I'm sure I could have done that, but. That, that was around at the time. It was just at that time, I was not in that mindset of... Yeah, you're not jacked in fully. Yeah, it was just like... <laughs> it, it wasn't something I was like, oh, I'll look it up online and find answers. It was just like, this is this thing. Right. Th- this is the whole thing. This is all I will experience of it. Yeah, yeah. Make sense of it myself kind of a thing. And so it, it was probably something that I probably just saw lying around at like a Best Buy or whatever and okay. just said, oh, I'll buy it. And... <laughs> Although I think this is one that, this is that edge period where they were making anime as individual discs and releasing them as individual discs, and okay. then they would eventually put out a box set. And I have the box set of it. Yeah. But I, one thing I've also found is I have the first volume by itself. So apparently oh. I bought the first volume and decided I liked it enough to keep going, but waited until the box set came out oh, instead okay. of because there there was this period in that in the early 2000s where it was just like where i was getting each disc individual i'm like god this is fucking expensive why are they yeah yeah and then eventually i was like fuck it i'm just not buying individual discs anymore i'm just right. not going to and just wait for a box set to come out yeah that's that's annoying. so so this was early enough in my anime period that i was at the edge of that decision yeah, okay and jumping from one side of that decision <laughs> to the other of like oh fuck i'm not doing this anymore this is costing way too much fucking money yeah i can't I, like they used to put out the like star trek here's a disc with two episodes and then you had to buy like 90 discs or whatever yeah and it's, it's like, like or like the vhs days yeah, VHS, the same thing like that with that it was kind of like you can only fit so much on a vhs and yeah right yeah so but still i mean like they put out star trek and then you know i remember going over to this friend's house and his dad collected them and he had them all on the, like the wall and it was just like around the whole room it was, <laughs> yeah that's we got star trek and i was like <laughs> shit <laughs> wow <laughs> Like, like VHS oh was God. expensive back in the day. I remember yeah. that was like what, like twenty five, thirty bucks or something for a day. I don't, I don't know how much they were for those, but I remember there being like subscription, like like uh, Columbia House for <laughs> just the Star Trek tapes. You know, it's like man, you had to be fucking dedicated back then. Yeah, yeah. I remember hearing something like, um, I'm not sure if this was the VHS days or like the pre VHS days. I think it was VHS. It was like people didn't really have 
libraries of videos that they owned. It was more like VHS was primarily intended for like video rental stores. Yeah, maybe at the people, beginning, but of it and and it was yeah, it was kind of like by the end of uh, the '90s that and when DVDs were coming out that it really started becoming people just have their own collections of things that they own rather than yeah i don't i mean we had a collection of movies when i was a kid with vhs and yeah, i know my and, friends did but and i i know i know i did but it was most like most of our vh like 90% of it if not more was stuff we taped off of tv yeah well we it, had a lot of was, that too it was but... all homemade stuff we we only had a very few like actual releases yeah. that we bought and most of it was like, oh, it's on HBO, tape it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, get yeah. the time. And like, yeah, we got this movie and this shitty, you know, tape off a of TV. Right, right. But whatever, it's what you had back then. And yeah, no, I mean, that's how I saw Predator. We had it taped off of fucking Fox. <laughs> <laughs> commercials <laughs> and Commercials all. and everything, yeah. And that's yeah. just how I saw Predator for years. And, right. And to this day, when I see, when I watch the DVD, there's scenes that were cut out of that Fox version, and they feel, like, fresh to me. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is one of those scenes I never got to see. And yeah. I had seen it before, like, we rented it or whatever. So I saw the full version when I was a kid. And then, like, we didn't buy it. and We just rent it. We just taped it off a of TV when it was on. Right. They don't really show movies on TV like, like that anymore. Right. Because right. I think I was like that with um, the first Terminator. I think I was kind of like that for a while. Yeah. Where it was like I'd seen the TV version that was edited down, whatever it was. Right. And that was what I grew up with. And so when I... When we finally got it on Laserdisc, it was like, oh my god, there's like this stuff I've not seen before. It was like yeah. any of those new scenes. It's a that big deal. Been, it was like, wow, it's special. And now I've kind of just kind of gotten to the point where it was, it's normal. But right, right. Like we had Empire Strikes Back recorded off of some channel, but oh. we didn't. Like there was that part where, um, oh shit, Empire Strikes Back is on get a tape <laughs> and then you know you try to find a tape and you're like oh shit this one doesn't have enough space and then by the time we got the tape going it was like they're already on hoth <laughs> and shit's already going down so i grew up and i never saw the the scroll the opening scroll uh... the none of those first few minutes and then when i got a super nintendo the first game i got was super empire strikes back mm -hmm. and those games made it a point to recreate the movie experience as much as possible so it had the scroll oh, wow. and it had the whole like intro scene so what i used to do is i'd play that <laughs> and then when it got to the point where the <laughs> tape started i'd start the tape and so then I'd, that's how i'd see the fucking movie <laughs> uh. and it wasn't until like i bought the the letterbox um tapes when they were uh when they put out the thx versions right before the special editions mm. I, I remember buying those so up until that point like sometime in the late 90s that's how i fucking watched empire strikes back <laughs> yeah. weird. i can't remember how i watched star wars back as a kid and I know I've i've seen it, it was, yeah and, and yet i don't think we ever owned like a vhs of it or anything the first i mean maybe may, we must have had like a copy of it somehow some yeah. way you rented it or something yeah, I don't, yeah know. I don't know it's just because I'm, I'm trying to think like how did i watch it as a kid and i can't remember what we did to watch it yeah and i don't remember having a vhs of it ever hmm. 
So I don't know, but I maybe that's but you just saw my, it. Yeah, I I remember the movies. Right, right. right. <laughs> I, I clearly saw them and remembered them, but I'm not sure what method because the first time I recall owning it was the laser disc of the first movie. Okay, <clears throat> and then eventually we got the DVD sets of uh, the non-special editions, the the one that was like the combined. Yeah, that's the one I have. Yeah, so it's the the original, but not quite original, but. As close to the original as you're ever really going to get. Yeah, yeah. And the then the special editions on like the two disc volumes. Right. And, yeah. But I just watched the the regular one, which is just the the laser disc print put on a VH uh, put on a mm-hmm. DVD. They don't even have the decency to make it anamorphic, but <laughs> it doesn't really bother me. But it's just like, come on, guys. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's fine. I don't really care, but. I just, I know that it's going to make people just watch the the other one instead, you know, because yeah. it looks better or whatever. Yeah, well, uh, whatever. I, I kind of get the feeling that there's there's people who like the original one and they don't want the remasters at all and they yeah. won't give a shit. And then there's people who just don't care and they're there's, just, they wouldn't watch the original anyway. Th- yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't see how anybody watches this fucking special edition. <laughs> as much as I've come around to like George Lucas as an artist and stuff with the prequels, I don't fucking get <laughs> the special editions at all. And and the shit that he changed is stupid. <laughs> and yeah, it's just yeah, like, I mean, it's not fucking good. But yet they sell a shitload of those Blu-rays with nothing but those special editions on it. Right. I think a lot of people just it. don't know that there's a, a distinction or, or they I don't, don't know. or they just, ass- they've never seen the originals and yeah, they just yeah. assume that it, uh, I think there's also just a whole thing of, and it goes, I think, into your love of B-movies and, yeah, and yeah. lower budget stuff and that it's just, it's old special effects and so it feels fake to people yeah. nowadays which is weird to and, me yeah and so they go oh i want these better special effects better in quote right, right. like but it's just because it looks more like a modern movie and they're just yeah i mean there's definitely those i think people, there's just but... there's those people who just they'll go to an older movie and they'll just say oh it looks old therefore it looks like shit right right and what they're and it's not that it looks bad it's that it looks old and yeah the oldness <clears> of it whether it works or not, it's, is, it's, is a, it's turning, all about yeah. the oldness. I think there's a certain amount of people. It's just just that alone for will sure, turn them off. For sure, and so the yeah. special editions don't feel old to them. So yeah, that's true. So, boogie pop. Anything? Uh, any other thoughts? Any anything coherent? To... Anything coherent? I don't know if I. <laughs> I don't know if I yeah coherency I don't know if that's gonna happen. <laughs> um, what else I don't know. And I, as I could say, and and I think we talked about this a bit before you watched it when we were just talking about it in yeah. general. There's this the title of just being boogie pop phantom. And it sounds very kind of bright and happy. It definitely does. Yeah, no, and, and it definitely is not that. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> not. And it's like. And it was kind of weird, like talking to you about this before, because it was like, because having seen it, yeah, and especially with um, the eye catch that comes in on this, where it does that whole like boogie pop phantom, yeah, like and you're that, just yeah. like, okay, and then it hits you with it twice because it has the yeah, outro the, and yeah. in, intro back into the show, and it's just like, 
I am like incapable of thinking of Boogie Pop in any kind of uh, bright, cheerful oh, really? capacity. So it was like when you were talking, it was like, oh, it sounds right now. You're like, God, that sounds creepy to me. It's Because like <laughs> having that pounded into my head. Right, just, yeah. Like it just like I can't see that as a yeah no, and thing I remember, anymore. I remember being like, yeah, so we're gonna watch Boogie Pop, all right? Because <laughs> I don't know, Boogie Pop sounds fucking fun. I don't know, it is totally not. That. <laughs> it's like so anti, like opposite to that. Yeah, I think it's if anything more, um, just a reference to, I guess, just pop culture of what's what's the culture of the time the yeah zeitgeist i guess yeah, if yeah. you want to use the actual english word for what they're trying to do i think yeah um it's kind and it's kind of about that and once again fitting into that change of the the current cultural spectrum of the current cultural mood is going to be changing and becoming something else yeah and that this is this kind of it's kind of this representation of what is popular with the kids today, but yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, to bring it to the Star Wars, you know, the, the old thing has changed. Yeah, it's now yeah. A new there, thing, there you and go. It's... Those people are continuing on with the uh, course and we're of society. We're stuck in the past. We yeah. cannot evolve. Right. We're, we're we're the old fogies who are. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been that way since I was younger. I mean, I'm still young, but uh, I mean. I've always been sort of a little bit slower than the normal person, you know, the, liking mm-hmm. the old things or whatever. I mean, I was a little kid watching black and white 60s shows and mm. stuff, so. Yeah, I mean, I remember I remember when the special editions first came out, and it was like leading up to uh, yeah. the, the new trilogy, the, the prequel trilogy. Yeah, it was a couple of years before... The yeah, they they were gonna but, release yeah. them one at a time, and then bam, you're gonna get Phantom Menace, and it was just well, like, no, I mean it was it was I think it was like one year each year they were gonna or was no it? the I have my ticket stubs from oh so you can actually piece yeah the no I was yeah. there opening day for each one and I wanted to say they were all in the same year hmm. I know no, it was leading up to the Phantom Menace well I know at least the first one came out in '97 special edition mm. and i'm pretty sure that the other ones came out also in 97 okay that sounds about, um, yeah and i think it was only like a month or two months in between each one because maybe, i remember maybe. there was a thing where they showed the first couple and then when return of the jedi came out they had a showing that was all three in a row that i did not attend because i'm just not that kind of a person right <laughs> but i remember it being a thing and then um it was it was to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the first one because it's 77 oh, right, and 97 right. and then they put out like cuz they put out those THX videos and the laser disc the newly remastered ones that was the end of the old era right, original okay. star wars or whatever and then they did special editions 97 then those came out on video and then, like, it was part of that hype train, for right. sure. Like, we knew Phantom Menace was coming, but Phantom Menace didn't come out until 99, because I was a senior in high school, so I remember okay. that, like, very vividly. Yeah, yeah. Because we fucking did school to go see it, and I got a truancy ticket. Because <laughs> <laughs> they had cops at the fucking theater just, like, trolling for kids. Just oh, fucking wow. assholes. It was part of a sting. <laughs> and when we went to... 
you had to go to go to the judge or whatever and it was just this fucking line of kids like my age who went to see star wars and it was just like what the fuck are we here for we just went to see star wars jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) it was a fucking it was a fucking joke and then we had to pay like hundreds of dollars i don't remember how much the fucking ticket was but it was like 300 or 350 or some shit like that wow it was fucking crazy and so every one of those kids that just wanted to see star wars they just had to you know they made a bunch of money off of us star wars made money the fucking court system made money (laughs) Uh, Uh, well star wars giving uh, money into the local economy (laughs) (laughs) by force if need be yeah yeah. (laughs) Uh, i i remember when the the remaster first came out it was like i was all big and excited for it because i think you know, I had friends who were like, oh, it's going to be so awesome. Well, it was cool just to see it in the theater. Like, oh, that, that was too, yeah. a big deal. Yeah. And I, do you remember the, the trailer for them? They were so fucking cool. It's like <laughs> for years, and it was a little TV. And it's like a whole generation has only experienced Star Wars on the small screen. And then, like, a fucking X Wing flies out of the TV, and it's like theater size, like on the whole screen. And it's like, experience it on the big screen is so dope. An entire generation, people have experienced Star Wars the only way it's been possible, on the TV screen. But if you've only seen it this way, you haven't seen it at all. Now, for its 20th anniversary, the adventure of a lifetime returns to the big screen. Like I, I remember watching the first one in the theater and being like, "Yeah, it's awesome!" Like it's Star yeah. Wars in the theater, and, so, and then for some reason I never saw the other. I only saw the first one. Oh, I didn't. Jesus, I didn't go back. Man. I don't know why. Wow. I don't even remember what it was. Just I don't know. I lost track of it. I guess. But, oh, well, I saw them all, but but uh, you know, I kind of grinned and, and uh, <laughs> through the fucking CG shit. But yeah, I don't, was there a lot of CG shit in the first one? So I don't remember um, there being a lot. I remember like CG Jabba that they added uh, yeah, um, yeah. because he wanted to include that deleted scene of Han right, and Jabba. Because right. so Jabba wasn't even in the first one originally. Right. Which I love because he's, Jabba is just this thing that you hear about through the whole series and then eventually the third one comes and now and here he gigantic is. He's gigantic. Yeah, he's this fucking monster. Yeah. monster. <laughs> and so it's fucking awesome because right. you've been. <clears throat> like who the fuck is Jabba because you just hear about him and then Mm -hmm. so then the idea of like oh here here he is in the first movie I don't like it I'm glad they cut it out but they put it in and they put the fucking shitty CG Jabba in there that they've replaced multiple times now (laughs) on each like release of the fucking movie they they (laughs) try to update the CG to make it look better and I don't know I haven't seen the the special edition since like VHS, so I don't know if it looks better, but I can imagine it still, still looks, looks like, like a CG. shitty yeah. <laughs> CG Jabba. So yeah, <clears throat> there was. But a- other than that, there's like they added Most- a bunch of monsters and shit to when they f- when they like ride into Moss mm. Eisley on the land speeder. Like they changed that shot. It used to just be like a pan shot where the land speeder is like roll like well it's like flying into town it was just like a one 
Mm-hmm. It was just one like pan over or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then they changed it to where this like CG land speeder was like <laughs> going through the desert and there's all these fucking brontosaurus looking fucking things and and it goes into town and then then mm. like the shot of the the pan shot like connects to that or something like that oh, i don't remember that oh. yeah i mean it's not anything worth remembering yeah and i i've only seen the special editions like a couple of times okay. maybe and well that's the way to keep it i mean <laughs> <laughs> as i saw that first one in the theater and i don't remember noticing a lot of differences yeah other than like r2d2 had more lights glowing on him yeah I don't or like maybe they were just brighter or i, I don't remember any changes to him but i mean there could have been i don't know yeah and and the only other thing i really noticed was um the planet blowing up and having the big yeah, shock they, wave they added some shit to that yeah just yeah. that's like the biggest thing i remember of it actually changing um and then i I think at some point I I watched the special editions just to watch them. Just yeah. like, I guess I should see them. I guess I'll just go. We got the DVDs. I guess I'll yeah. just see them just to just to, know yeah, yeah. what was going on. And I'm like, well, I mean, they're they're still good movies, but none of the changes improved on them. So right. you know, it was so it was like I I still enjoy them. I I could still have fun with them, but it wasn't like I'm glad they did. It, like it wasn't meaningful yeah, it, in any way that what the changes no, were they don't there's no point like <laughs> the empire they didn't change much there's very little changes to that movie like mm-hmm. when they're running through cloud city instead of just running through hallways now the hallways have windows so there's a cg cloud city and like this sunset like coming through mm-hmm. <laughs> so it looks different but it really doesn't affect anything Right, and and that's that's kind of what I felt for all of it was just like, oh, we did this, and I'm like, well, yeah, yay? but, but <laughs> like, in fucking Return of the Jedi, they took out the band at Jabba's place. That, that's the one that's thing that bullshit. really annoyed me was Ugh. that was the fucking CG band and, the, and that freaking ugly thing like kissing little, at the screen, that little yeah, thing, like, and he's like <laughs> up in the screen and fucking spits flying out of his mouth. Yeah, there was the weird yeah. singing thing that was all like had the weird like tentacle mouth or something, and all like uh, I was like, oh god, that, that's probably the one point where I was like, okay, this actively is detracting from the movie <laughs> rather than well, like not just failing to improve. This is no, just this is really hurting it now. <laughs> well, and that really that really like uh, that bothers me because um. That movie specifically and that band specifically um, is, like, one of the things that, like, awoke me to special effects and Mm. puppeteering and stuff because I had this book of the making of Return of the Jedi and there's this this, uh, image of the the old singer um, from the band and it's this fucking weird looking lady with with the mouth thing right and like she's on this platform and then below her is a is a guy and all these fucking things are hooked to him and so he dances <laughs> and the thing above him like mimics him and so it was like this amazing thing of like wow that's how they made this thing come to life and it's it's just this it's just a a thing that they made and it's just lifeless but then through puppeteering i as a kid was just always 
entranced by that whole performance and i just thought like wow they brought a fucking alien they must have just got an alien because <laughs> that shit looks amazing and so to then in the special edition completely remove that performance because they they replaced that character with a cg version and right. then added the little CG buddy that is running around singing with her. And they changed the song, too, which I love the song. So they changed it to some bullshit. But, like, to remove that puppeteering performance just, like, really, like, struck me at my core. Because it was such this, this like, very important moment in my, mm. my fucking love of technical uh, achievement in movies. <sighs> it's very frustrating. Yeah. yeah. So, like, like that... Just for you know that alone, I, I, I can't uh, abide these fucking <laughs> special editions. Yeah, no that that is a good reason to not watch them. Is that one scene? Yeah, it's awful. It's, yeah, and I'm like, I mean, I can when I watched that little that party at Jabba's, it's like I can tell that they're just fake and puppets, but. When I watch the CG, I can tell they're fake CG. It's not like right. well, it's not making it any more like realistic no. or immersive to me anyway. It I, makes it, just... it less so because at least when they were puppets, they were there on the set and it's a thing that's you know, people are interacting with and it's right. part of this right. scene. It was actually there. Right. You know? So like adding CG just makes it more removed and like weird right, and right. not make mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, very. I don't know. Very bad scene for the. Yeah, not not good. And then they changed. They put Anakin's uh, right, ghost in. That was later because that was after the. That was for the yeah, DVDs yeah. release. And, um, um, what's his name for Liam Neeson for Qui Gon? They throw him in there too. I think they might have, oh, or whoever, or maybe no, no, it wasn't him. It was whoever played um Obi Wan in the. They prequels. throw him in there. Too? I think they t- yeah they took out the old Obi Wan and put in the. No way. I I think they did. They did. No I think fucking. So. Well, I don't know, man. I I didn't keep up with the changes. And that's just the version I saw. I'm oh, sure like Jesus every version Christ. changed something else entirely. And but whatever version I saw, where yeah. I think they I think they did. They, mm-hmm. There was no longer old Obi Wan. It was the because they changed old Anakin to the kid who plays him in in the prequels two and three i know they did that but right. i don't know that I, they took out alec guinness man that's yeah, some fucked up shit yeah <laughs> how dared they yeah little Jesus. assholes <laughs> oh man i know they made the ewoks blink <laughs> that's one of the blu-ray changes okay i haven't I don't, seen it but i, I remember i know i'd heard that. that at some point they did that and i'm yeah. like i don't remember that at all like i don't remember ewoks ever blinking like huh they didn't so, until the blu-ray yeah, i guess so that, that explains <laughs> it because i have not seen the blu-ray of star wars at all I, I don't really have any desire to no there's no need to <laughs> and I've, I've got Got the proper DVD set that I can watch yeah. the old versions, and, that, and that, that's good enough for me. I enjoy those, so that's all you need. That's yeah. all. Well, that's all we need. <laughs> the general public apparently doesn't care, which is, I mean, their yeah. prerogative. But yeah, and and I had a a friend, and he did not have those DVDs, so he would watch the special editions all the time. But it was just because he didn't have the originals it wasn't that he didn't want to see them it was just but he grew up on the originals um yeah i think so he's the same age as me so he must yeah so he would have grown up with them but 
by the time he got them, the originals were not available by the time he purchased and owned them, you know, so he he was stuck. See, that's a situation where you got to unstuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, there's no way that I would, that I would submit to that. <laughs> like, no, I'm going to find a way. <laughs> like, so I don't know. I just, it's, it's, I can't even imagine just being stuck watching those, pre, the special editions. I mean, for the most part, they are the same movies, but. Right. And those little things about it just, and it's mainly down to, I like old special effects and physical right, effects right. and stuff. And I think a lot of it can also go down to, you know what the original was. You right. No, I'm, what the I'm super was. familiar if, with that original. If you've original. seen the, the remake, the, the remasters so many times that you no longer really know remember yeah. that old version it doesn't bug you because you don't know what you're missing right so. like one of the things in the first star wars the land speeder when it whenever they'd show it uh going across the land <laughs> they it had wheels you know the actual thing had wheels mm. and it was just a car that they drove but they smeared Vaseline underneath on the on the negative or whatever the film to make it so that you couldn't see the wheels. Mm. And so whenever they showed it in the original version, it's like has this weird sort of like right, quality right. It underneath always, it. It always looks a little weird. Yeah. And I fucking ever since I was a little kid, I thought, man, that's so fucking cool. And then later I realized what they did because george lucas was talking about it and he was just like yeah so like that's always bugged me and uh so we got rid of it so now it's just a clear you know it just is just flying over the, the desert like it should but without like part of that that physical charm of the fucking thing like mm -hmm. manip you know whatever the each frame was different, so it looked fucking weird. It gave it, like, a quality. Like, oh, these are the fucking things that... That's what's keeping it up. These fucking heat rays or whatever the fuck. Right, right. And so it just always uh, was such a like, small detail that I loved ever since, like, the first time I saw it. And just the idea of, like, there's a kid that's watching it now. Never got... Never even got the chance to be, you know, entranced by this little detail Right. You know, this little compromise, the, the, you know, I just, I, 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 I mean, they don't know, so it's not that big of a deal, but yeah, I just, I feel like, uh, they, uh, kids are getting shortchanged. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, it's that, it's that change that, uh, we're, we're living in the past. Right. No, definitely. <laughs> you know? I'm currently chronologically watching <laughs> like seventies, mid seventies Shaw Brothers movies. Yeah, to try to like you know watch them as they you know as I might have watched them in the seventies you know as they came out right. to get some sort of you know context. Like I'm very much living in the past, but we like the past. Yeah, <laughs> no, and I, and I I just I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't like actually want to live in the '70s, though. I enjoy right, right. There's, my. There's a lot of mo modern conveniences that are good to have. Yeah. So I, I don't. I mean, I'm living in the past in some ways, but I feel like 
I'm also evolving at the same time, just in a different, you know, like, <laughs> like if everybody's going down one path, I'm kind of like shooting down another side path or whatever. I don't yeah. know. That's probably just me justifying my, <laughs> my odd existence. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, so there is the weird music, which, you know, I, uh, yeah, the soundtrack. I did not listen to the soundtrack yet. Yeah, so... But I did watch the series, which yeah. had the music. And it's weird, because, like, the music that you get in the, the show, and this yeah. kind of surprised me when I got the soundtrack and first started listening to it, was that what you get in the show is only, like, little maybe 10-second clips of the so of the actual music, and it's just, like, you never get more than, like, 10 seconds of that particular piece of music. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of music per se in the show that I don't it feels right. more like a like a soundscape like they're right, shaping right. sound it's kinda like, and stuff and I know you'd kind of ask me what it was like and I'd kind of like it's hard to describe the mu uh, music it's like I don't know what to describe it as like what is the music in it I don't freaking know it's sounds I don't, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're just they're weird sounds well, arranged like in the first episode there was a <clears throat> song where they had they were using CD skips as part of the song. Yeah, there's a lot and of I that know, going on. Like, like uh, I had a friend when I was uh, performing music and stuff in the early 2000s. I had a friend, and his friend used to make this kind of weird CD skipping electronic experimental music. And I didn't fucking get it. I was like, they play a fucking album, quote unquote album of this. And it's just literally like CDs skipping and weird shit. And I'm like, is this a thing? And apparently it, it, it was a, a thing. thing. <laughs> yeah, and so in this, it's, it's in Boogie Bob, in this yeah. show, they have a song that's much more musical than the thing that I was exposed to. Um, but it's still like, it was, it's some weird subgenre of, whatever the fuck i don't know some yeah it's experimental like I, thing yeah it's something that I've, I've always been like how do you describe it i don't know there's like one song in there that's kind of like a rap or hip-hop thing so i tend to think of the soundtrack in that terms just because that's the one thing i can identify yeah. from it like that's that's the one thing i have a name for so yeah i, I mean <laughs> and it, it it's like it and i'm thinking about it, i'm like it's really not as a whole the soundtrack is not really no it's just like more rap. abstract just, experimental but there's, but there's just, beats and stuff too. yeah there's there's one song in there that's really um and again it's not in the show or at least they it's in the show but it's only like for like 10 seconds yeah and like the songs on the soundtrack are like six minutes like seven eight songs. minutes like, yeah, i yeah. mean they're freaking huge so, like and it's you're only getting this tiny little taste of them in the show yeah and so it was kind of weird just listening to the soundtrack going like whoa that's the holy crap it's like <laughs> i i thought i was gonna get that and it's like oh well that was the little moment that was in the show and then it just right. keeps going into this whole other thing and there's one that just has like this rapper just going on of, and but they don't play that in the actual show do they no they well okay. they I mean, just this little clip of the music from it. there there was this one point where it was like 
I could kind of hear his voice like fading in. Oh, okay. Like it was about to start up, and then they're just, no, no, open. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And but if you listen to the actual song on the album, he actually like starts up, and he's just he's going off rapping, and I'm like, oh well, what the hell? <laughs> like in Japanese? No, no, oh, in man. English. That that would have actually been. I want to hear fun. some Japanese yeah. rapping. But and then you've got uh, all the extraneous stuff that's not on the soundtrack like the the opening and closing credits which was weird that those weren't on the soundtrack that's very strange and i like those songs those were yeah. uh those were pretty standard uh yeah those were very normal like just just anime yeah like the opening is just kind of this kind of jazzy yeah kinda... they're cool songs i love those yeah opening and then the, the end one is kind of a rock kind of a yeah heavy metal-ish vibe kinda, yeah and and it was weird because when i was starting it up i'm like Man, I don't remember the credit songs at all. Like I, I, like, I just had no concept of them. Yeah. Just, they, they didn't exist in my brain. I'm like, what were they? Like, I just can't even remember them. And I put it in. I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't remember the opening at all. Oh, really? Wow. And then the ending came on. I'm like, oh, it's this song. It's <laughs> like, holy crap! I haven't heard this song in years. And like, it's like I always liked this one. <laughs> it's like. I think I want to say that those songs are probably edited down I from imagine real so. songs because there's yeah yeah I don't remember if it's the opening or closing but one of the songs there's like a kind of a hard edit where it's <laughs> like oh okay I guess they cut out part of the song there yeah I think they usually do with the credits because the credits are generally a specific length yeah and you're gonna have a song that's longer because usually right. credits aren't more than like a minute or so and usually songs are longer than yeah one minute so. I'm, and I know in other uh, soundtracks that I've gotten, I've had ones where it has the uh, the show version, yeah, and then yeah. they'll have the full version, of, which is like three times as long. And <laughs> yeah, well, when you were saying that that oh, they use this ten seconds of the music or whatever, I thought oh, maybe that's why anime shows have <laughs> fucking like multiple soundtracks because it's like <laughs> oh, here's the full version, here's the show version, you know. And and some of that does happen. I've seen. Usually, I've only seen it with like the credit songs, though. Oh, okay. Usually, the interior music doesn't have like the show version. And, yeah. But those will, of course, get chopped up because they're more ambient music. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but well, I know, like, because I I used to just buy almost exclusively soundtracks when I was uh, first buying CDs, and so most of the time when you have a song in a movie it's only like oh this one scene there's the beginning of this song like how i open a fucking podcast and it's just like oh i'm playing a song but i'm only playing the beginning of it right or a part of the middle or something like that and yeah that's usually how it goes with anime too yeah and i remember i don't remember what the fucking movie was but there's something where they played a song and they only played the beginning like you're talking about or something and it's just like fuck. I wish there was a track that was just that part from the movie and not the whole song because I really like just that part. Right, right. But and I think with this set, it really it did that to me too because a lot of the music is in the DVD menus. Like if you oh, go okay. into like the setup to yeah. turn on the subtitles, they'll be playing this song. If you go into the special features, they'll be playing a different song. And, oh, okay, and they'll just be looping that small part that you get in the the show. Oh man! And so that was a large part of why I got the soundtrack is I was. I would go into menus and I just have the DVD on and just have the menu open and just to hear that thing yeah, yeah. go in and just be like, yeah, it's like I want to like 
I, should, I need to get the soundtrack to this because I just want to just listen to it. And then I got the soundtrack. I'm like, holy crap, that was just like this tiny little, yeah. like the rest of the song just takes off from there. And wow. It's like it's just taking these little tiny moments from these songs that fit the mood. And yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's all really weirdly experimental music. There's one that I like. I can't really listen. It's like white noise. It's just like so much static <laughs> that it's like it's probably like what you were saying with your uh, buddy who was making yeah. the CDs. Like it's it's just so distorted that it's like it. I can't even recognize it as music to a degree, and so it's right. just like it's no, just, it's like there's that whole it's like, ah. those the CD skips, ambient white noise, like all that experimental early 2000s yeah i don't know a lot about it but i know that it exists yeah so it's not my thing so yeah i mean the the rest of the soundtrack i kind of liked and there's and as much as it's kind of experimental in a way there's it's not like there's a few that are more like based on like weird like cd skips and staticiness and but there's there's also ones that are much more just what you would typically think of as music. <laughs> yeah. Most of it is clearly recognizable as music. So <laughs> I, I can't recognize what the goddamn hell they're using for instrumentation. But oh, okay. It's like, but it's clearly actual music and not yeah. just like. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like with the goddamn hell. Sounds good. <laughs> I think there's one that does that for a bit. And then it like actually starts up the actual music, oh, and then okay. it's like then it's got a beat going on. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, it just did that for the opening to, but it's wake kinda, you up. <laughs> and I think that's also kind of what makes me think of it in terms of rap is not necessarily that it's rap, but that it's using this these odd sounds in the yeah. same way that in rap you'll have scratching with the LPs where yeah, like, yeah. Wah, 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 you know, it's it's just taking that weird noise that's not meant to be music and then turning it into music yeah, that yeah. rap I, did with that. I can and understand that, yeah. So there's kind of that's just kind of the electronic version of the Yeah, uh, yeah. And so in that sense it kind of reminds me of uh rap or hip hop or something like that. So it it puts me in that mind even though into like logically like specifically it's, I look at it and go, well, it's not really but Yeah, yeah. it has these little elements that remind me of it in, in the same way that boogie pop phantom as a whole is it's completely weird thing but right. there are certain elements that i can kind of point to other series as being similar in some small way yeah that makes sense the pulling together of new elements to create a unique thing yeah that, you know i think for the music that and I don't, I don't know if you watched these again of the the um the previews for the next episode um where it has the big triumphant symphony yeah like, yeah, it yeah. Was just like i just loved that it's just <laughs> like oh my god it's just this is so disconnected from yeah no, that the was mood of the show and totally it's, different it, yeah it's just like yeah and then there's some <laughs> horrible shit going on on screen it's just like oh god girl's head just exploded i don't know (laughs) (laughs) and like the the, from the first one i saw i was like i just like oh my god i love this (laughs) and so i was like i'm I'm just gonna have to watch all of these it's just (laughs) 
it's kind of weird because I used to always watch like the previews whenever I would watch an anime, and yeah. more recently I just skip them and go right on into the next episode. And with Escaflone, it's like those are so much a part of my memory of that show that it's like I can't skip them. They're just, okay. but I also really love them as. Uh, dramatic pieces there they yeah. function well and then like boogie pop phantom i didn't even remember them but i po- they popped up it was like these are so much fun like <laughs> i'm just gonna keep watching them even if they spoil something <laughs> and i'm kind of like now i'm like sitting here wondering like where, did older anime just have more interesting fun previews than modern anime that just doesn't make me want to watch them like I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But I'm, well, I, now I've gone back to these two series that I haven't seen in like decade or more. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I would never want to watch these without the previews for the next <laughs> episode because they just add to my enjoyment. But yeah, well, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. You'd so, have to test the theory. Watch some brand yeah. new anime and see if it. Uh... Yeah, I'd have to. <laughs> Because yeah, I generally just, on principle, I don't want to know what's coming next. Right. Just skip it. That and makes sense. Even, but for these older ones, it just seems so. I don't know. I'll have to see what newer anime. Maybe rewatch something that won't spoil anything. Yeah, yeah. And be like, oh, this is what the preview was like. I usually don't watch. I just <clears throat> leave it running and I, I'm hearing the, the rhythms of things and stuff. Because I don't want to hear, I don't want to see stuff like that spoilers right. or whatever right right that might be the way to, to go for it to just hear it rather than yeah. see it oh this one was kind of good because it has all the lines of dialogue in there but they don't subtitle it oh okay. it's kind of weird so it was kind of like oh i kind of like that like i don't want to know what's going on what they're saying but yeah yeah <clears throat> i'm just getting this little taste of <laughs> it was like one of them was this kid just running and it was like clearly the same like three second loop just going on but it had that triumphant music and he's just like running for his fucking life just like ah! <laughs> and then it's got like all these random voice clips from the episode oh, just wow. like all ominously overlaid with this happy <laughs> just something about that contrast and I'm, I'm just sitting there just eating it up just like i love yeah. it like just this, just this alone <laughs> just give me all of the preview of and just in a row and i will i would enjoy that by itself well and for boogie pump any any uh, extra little chance to sort of <laughs> comprehend get, get what's going a, on? Get yeah. an idea of like, okay, this is what's going on. Like <laughs> any anything you can take, you got to take it with that series. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was kind of wondering by the end of it, I was like, maybe I shouldn't have taken this. This might be a little too bizarre and <laughs> wild and crazy to just dump on Will. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm fine, but I just... I mean, I know you've seen, like, plenty of bizarre experimental shit from... Yeah, I'm pretty much... Outside the anime field. ...ready to jump into anything at this point. Um, yeah, don't, don't worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I could, I could uh, equally throw you some like horrifically awful B movie and see how <laughs> you handle it, but I don't know. I don't know if you're ready for that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd, <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd be open to it, but I don't know that I would enjoy it in any right. way. Right. Well, was. yeah, no, and I'm trying to think of like something that would be hard to watch. <laughs> like I just watched. Um, 
I just watched one of the most notoriously shitty movies of all time, Manos, The Hands of Fate. Oh, uh, yeah. See, I've I've seen you, that in MST3K. Oh, okay. They did it. And I can't even watch the MST3K version. It's so bad. It's like <laughs> even with the jokes piled onto it, yeah. it's just like I'm so bored with oh, this man. movie. <laughs> like, I fucking, I watched it. I had never seen it. And I, watched, I fucking loved it. <laughs> it's so <laughs> shitty, but like... It's so good. It's oh my god! I was just fucking dying. And I mean, and that is one of the the favorite MST3K episodes. Yeah, that's like one that fa- one that fans point to as like the best episode of right. the entire franchise. Oh it's wow! Like, this is like the like it's one that the that fans really really love. And uh-huh. it's just like I just can't oh, sit wow. through it. I'm just like oh, I'm so tired of this movie <laughs> well i'll keep it on the back burner as a, <laughs> as a possible episode then <laughs> no i don't know i don't know if i'll subject you to that but but i it's one of these types of movies where it's like a regional movie where like the the main guy in that movie uh is the guy who directed it and wrote it and put it all mm-hmm. together produced it and stuff and he was like some fucking Fer- uh, fertilizer salesman in Texas <laughs> who just got some fucking idea like yeah I'm gonna make a movie <laughs> and so he made Mano's Hands of Fate and then promptly never made another movie again and it was so shitty that somehow it, I guess people like uh, just kept watching it it's fucking it's awful <laughs> but it's uh I don't know it's yeah, I, I I think MST3K is a large part of why people watched it, uh, and it's become kind of a cult thing. Maybe that's maybe that's what uh, really dredged it up. Yeah, yeah. I know they would just get whatever the hell they could get the rights to, and right. And just well, I know that on there. Joel was like he's into B movies, so he specifically, I can't remember what like if it's something robot monster maybe, I think that's what it's called. Um, like he lo- has always loved that movie. Like he right, saw it right. when he was a kid and just had loved it. Yeah, and so he that's... wanted to share that kind of love. Yeah, I think that's the one that um, Stephen King actually mentions as being one of his big influ- oh, childhood really? influences of okay. old horror movies that he grew up watching. Yeah, and I and so I think I've seen that MST3K one where it's and so it was kind of funny when I heard, read the Stephen King one and he mentioned it I'm like oh it's that movie I yeah know. yeah <laughs> like I've seen that movie with jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he he was one of those kids just watching B movies, like the movie The Crawling Eye, is a fifties movie, and oh, there's yeah. a, like a big chunk of it, the book in it that's like is kind of revolves around the kids going to see The Crawling Eye. Oh, and I think that's another MST three K movie. Oh, that really? I've seen. Oh, it's a fun B movie, but yeah. I just always when they made the new one that's set in the 80s it's just like ah they can't do the crawling eye shit <laughs> like what are they gonna do for that because it's uh such a one of my favorite parts of the book but uh, oh well anyway yeah so i'm i'm still curious about the the new it but haven't yeah. seen it now i'd say the the weird MST3K one that I that I enjoyed the this the stupid movie for was the the robot versus the Aztec mummy, which, <laughs> which I guess is some like I don't know if it's like Mexican or South American yeah. country or something. It's it was some south of the border movie that uh-huh. was like dubbed into English, I guess. A robot. Yeah, robot versus, versus the Aztec mummy. Okay, and it was like this black and white, like really. 
It's probably a Mexican movie. That's, yeah, I, I, I think it's Mexican. I, there's um, a movie that Uncle Jasper reviewed that's uh, uh, Santo is the main Mexican wrestler, like superhero right, right. movie guy. But there's also other guys. And um, what the, there was one that's Aztec Mummy. I think that was like the new movie that they made, Mil Mascaras versus the Aztec Mummy. I think so. And then there's another movie that he reviewed called The Mummies of Guanajuato <laughs> that's fucking <laughs> horrifically shitty, but a, a fucking a blast <laughs> beyond all blasts. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if they're talking about Aztec Mummy, I got to say it's probably a Mexican movie. Yeah, I, I imagine so. It's just I don't know for certain. So yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm just prefacing this with my lack of knowledge that right. you know silver emulsion the standard silver emulsion warning of uh, <laughs> we don't really know but, <laughs> but we're talking about it anyway right <laughs> well it's the information age they want the fucking information they they look it up Wikipedia. yeah they'll be fine what are, i'm not gonna do your job for you <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah that was some old like black and white like trashy b movie yeah mexico and it was just like yeah i it, I actually kind of had fun with that episode those fucking mexican b movies the santo movies those yeah. are a blast so yeah yeah and, and that and that was one that um my friend who who loved the manos episode yeah couldn't stand that one. Oh, he, really? he was Weird. like oh that movie's so boring i can't tolerate that was a horrible i'm like what what, what? like, oh, that's so like weird. i can't tolerate manos I don't, so it's like it's i think it's what you've mentioned at times on the side of b movies being kind of like very subjective very of, much so yeah like your enjoyment of b movies is a, is very much going to yeah. differ from person to person very much yeah so i, I think it's just that kind it's of a just thing. one of those things because like they're all so different and bad in different ways <laughs> so it's very hard i mean every once in a while you get those movies that transcend that and sort of become the cult icons of b-movies like uh, right. troll 2 or manos hand of fate is one of them that apparently doesn't work on everybody <laughs> apparently <laughs> which not. is fine i mean it, you know anything that's that shitty is not gonna you know fly for everybody right but um yeah it's just one of these super subjective things and i would argue that the the other end of that spectrum where the super super art movies <laughs> Are also, also way, yeah. just as subjective, and they, the stuff in are. the middle where it's like focus grouped into like how can we make the most people like these, like whatever the new blockbusters are, mm -hmm. Marvel movies or whatever, like the most people like those, you know. So anytime you extend out from that, you're gonna piss yeah. some people off. Or <laughs> yep, uh, yeah, yeah. And there's the uh, the real horrible story of Manos that. Um, it was the actor who played like I guess it was the hunchback guy or the the deformed. Guy. I don't know if it was hunchback, uh -huh. but it was some. He was the the Igor type assistant yeah, guy, yeah. and I guess that actor was like so dedicated to the craft or whatever that he he like put on these weird like knee braces to oh, make really? him walk funny, and so it, like <laughs> I guess it like permanently damaged his Holy knees, shit. and he was he was like in pain for the rest of his life, and he oh, like went and committed suicide. It was Jesus like Holy Christ. Shit. Like, <laughs> Oh my god, that must be, I can't remember his name, it's like Torgo or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah, The guy that they meet at the fucking, he's like standing outside the house, he's like, I take care of the place for the master. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, 
Yeah. So apparently that that actor did not have a, a very uh, good aftermath from the film. Fuck, poor guy. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and again, silver emulsion fact, but that's just yeah. what I have heard well, was yeah. that, that actor uh, kind of had some bad pain after that from the, the the costume, I guess, that he was wearing. Man, poor guy. Yeah. Fucked him over. Got touched by the hands of fate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you ready to wrap this up? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think maybe we've hit yeah. everything. I'm sure there'll be some random thing where I'll go, oh, I didn't talk about that sometime in the next few days, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's bound to happen when you don't... Uh, fully understand. Well, when you don't fully understand anyway. and when you don't like have any sort of structure or yeah, it's, notes or anything. You just it's just kind of things just randomly yeah, pop Yeah, just in hit hour. record and go, you know. Yeah. I can't think of anything else. Yeah. And I think we've been doing it long enough, so... Yeah, yeah. So, uh, until then, uh, I can't think of anything uh, clever, so I'll just say adios. All right. (laughs) See ya.